everyone, and um, what's up? How you doing? We're doing a little Q&A over here on Anchor, audio only, so just turn it on and relax. Um, I asked you guys a couple days ago for some questions that I could answer on my community tab, and a lot of you had some really good questions, so I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to go through and just pick out a handful. I don't want this to be too long, but um, there were some really good questions I actually wanted to touch on. So let's just jump right into it with um, Sweet Sad Cupcakes question. Uh, what was the case that shocked you the most or disgusted you more than others? I get this question often. Not enough to where I'm tired of answering it, but I get it I get it a lot because you know uh, when when you cover the kind of stuff that I do, it does kind of get to you every once in a while. but I think there the the cases that always seem to get to me are any kind of case of familicide, something like um, well, the Marcus Wesson case is just so much more than that. There's brainwashing and um, forced incest and just all these terrible, horrible things that happened within that family because of this vile, vile person. Not even not even a person, really. Just Marcus Wesson is a demon in sheep's clothing, I think. He is easily one of the most horrific um, people to ever walk this planet. And uh, that case was extremely hard to cover. Um, Christopher Watts case was hard to cover just because of that, that whole aspect of an entire family being wiped out by one person, someone who, you know, is supposed to love and, um, treat these individuals, these, their loved ones with the love and respect they deserve. And for them to take their lives, it's just horrible. It's hard to, it's hard to wrap my head around. It's hard to comprehend. And it came to a point where I had to stop trying to comprehend it because the moment you do that, you start humanizing these people. And personally, I don't believe certain people deserve to be humanized. But that's just kind of how I feel about it. Um, I hate to start off on a dark note, but I do get that question a little, uh, quite a bit. So I wanted to go ahead and um, get that out there. That's probably the two. Any type of familicide case is pretty hard to cover. And of course, the cold cases are incredibly hard to cover most of the time. Uh, they do get to me every once in a while, but I, I've learned how to not necessarily disassociate myself, but I've learned how to deal with this kind of content, you know. And um, doing things other than true crime has really helped um keep my mindset in a positive in a positive place. So thank you, sweet sad cupcake, for the question. Um next is from Destiny C. Another question I get quite a bit. Have I ever had a paranormal experience? Yes. Short answer, yes. <laughs> I've had a couple. But um, I've told them all before on the channel in some form or another, so I'm just going to give you the truncated version of one that has stuck with me for quite a long time. Um, 
I was about four or five years old and I was staying at my aunt's house, something that I did very, very often because she lived right beside us and I stayed with her when my uncle went to the hunting lodge to hang out with his hunting buddies. Anyway, it was one night, it was maybe 12 or 1 in the morning. I definitely shouldn't have been awake, I don't know why I was, but I heard my aunt snoring in her room across the hall and out of nowhere I hear the silverware drawer in the kitchen slide open and I hear what sounds like somebody like just shaking the drawer just like 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 go to your kitchen grab your silverware drawer and just shake it and imagine that loud of a noise so abruptly that late at night when you're five or four years old so that happened and I was like uh what the hell is going on so I thought maybe maybe she was awake and she was in there getting something and like maybe she fell because you know she was older when I was a kid and yeah, maybe she fell and knocked something over and she needed help or something like that. But keep in mind, me and her were the only two people in the house. Nobody else lived with her. It was just her and my uncle. And he was gone. It was just me and her. So I get up. I walk into the kitchen. I don't see that the light's on. So I'm like, okay, she must not be in there. So I turn the light on because it had, it was like, it, the light switch was in the hallway, but whatever. I turn the light on and I go in there. She's not in there, obviously. I pull open the silverware drawer, and it is perfect. Nothing is out of place. Like, the sound I heard, there should have been silverware all over the floor, in the drawer, all over the place. But it just wasn't. It just, it was just, like, it was perfect. You know, like, you sat there, and you put all the spoons in the right spot, and all the forks, and all the knives. And that just freaked me out so much because I vividly remember hearing that silverware drawer shake violently. So I did what any five-year-old would do. I slammed it shut and I ran back to my room and I hid under my blanket and I eventually fell asleep and never told her about it. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she even believed in ghosts or anything like that. Never really asked her about it. You know, whatever. So that's one paranormal experience. I won't get into all of them because we'd be here for an hour. And it's already been six minutes. Cool. So the next question I wanted to touch on. Um, from Churro Productions. Ask, uh, what is the show or movie that scared you the most as a kid? Simple answer, Goosebumps. Um, I read Goosebumps as a kid, and the moment The Haunted Mask came out on VHS, and I watched it, my childhood was forever changed, because that damn scene with all the masks floating through the air still gives me goosebumps, pun intended, to this very day. It is the spookiest scene in any children's cinema I've ever seen. It still scares me. It's weird. It's creepy. The effects aren't great. Like, I know how it was done. It was just dudes in green suits or whatever. But just the, like, the jerkiness of it and the unnatural movement that they managed to uh, manage. I don't know the word I'm looking for. The, the unnatural movement they managed to get with these actors who are wearing these masks. It just really, 
really messed me up when I was a kid. And like I said, it still freaks me out to this day. So as far as television shows, Goosebumps, 100%. Um, movies, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street fucked me up pretty bad. Um, I actually, I watched my brother. It was just me and my older, my oldest brother at home. And, um, he put on Nightmare on Elm Street right at the scene where the dude is getting pulled into his bed. And then there's that giant blood fountain. Yeah. Uh, that was enough to freak me the hell out as like a 13 year old kid. And I had knew, I knew who Freddy Krueger was. I recognized him and all that, but I think it was that same night that I had a nightmare about Freddy Krueger. And if there's anything you don't want to see in nightmares, it's Freddy Krueger because you know, he controls dreams and all that. So I thought I was going to die, but I didn't. So that's good. (laughs) So, uh, goosebumps was the show. And I'd say, Nine Round Elm Street was the movie that scared me the most as a kid. Thank you for your question, Churro Productions. Next, we have Kid Pass with a very simple question. Have you ever known a Jane or John Doe? No, I haven't, fortunately. I've never had to go through that kind of pain. And, you know, if if I did recognize somebody, of course I would come forward, but I've never had the pleasure, I would say, call it a pleasure, of recognizing any of these people that I talk about in videos. It's unfortunate, but I haven't. Let me see. Unfit Oyster. Oyster? Oyster? My my accent's coming out. Unfit Oyster um, says, are there any cases you've decided not to cover because they were too obscene? This doesn't happen often, but yes, um, most of the time when I talk about, when I'm not talking about cold cases and I'm talking more about like uh, a certain individual or a certain set of crimes that took place, I try to keep it fairly less modern, you know? Um, I think one of the most modern cases I've ever touched on was the Chris Watts case, I think that's his name. I don't really care. He doesn't deserve to be named anyway. But I think that's one of the most recent uh, cases I've touched on. And I try not to cover recent events because, you know, at the end of the day, you don't know what the uh, the intention of these people is. You don't know if they're d- doing these things for recognition, which most of the time that's mass shooters who are doing it for recognition and That's why I'm never going to cover mass shooters for that simple reason, but I try not to keep it too recent. Um, Most of the cases I cover are from the early 90s to mid-80s, early 80s, even back to the late or early 70s, just so those there, there aren't fresh wounds that are ready to be opened up again. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. I mean, there have been updates to certain cases that I would love to have covered, But it's just too fresh, and I don't want to remind anyone who may have been involved in that in some way of what happened, if they're not ready to come to terms with what happened. You know what I mean? I hope that makes any. I hope that makes some sense. Sorry if I'm kind of rambling here. So thanks, Unfit Oyster for Oyster. Sorry, Unfit Oyster for the question. 
Uh, Michael Longford says, do you ever get recognized in public? No, never have. Hopefully I never will because I'm extremely socially awkward. But with that said, if you do recognize me, uh, feel free to come up. Just don't be super weird about it. You know, don't walk up and start recording on your phone. Just ask before you take a picture or anything like that. Make sure it's also me. Like, walk up and say, hey, are you Mr. Davis? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, what's up? You know, and then we'll have a little chat and we'll take a picture or whatever. You know, all that good stuff. So I've never been recognized. I probably won't be recognized where I live now. It's too small of a town. But, I mean, I don't know. If you do see me in public, just make sure it's me. Ask before you start filming or taking a picture or anything like that. Because if you don't, that's extremely rude. Just being honest. So thanks, Michael Longford, for the question. Um, I'm not really sure how to pronounce your name. Zeus... Zeus Undra Udra Zeus Undra Zeus Udra I don't know how to pronounce your name I'm sorry but you had a really good question would you prefer to die young of murder and be remembered by everyone or die of very old age and be forgotten honestly I think I'd rather die of old age um I just feel like there's so much more in life that I haven't been able to do yet, and I really want to be able to do that. I want to see how far I can get this YouTube channel. I want to see how uh, how my dogs grow up. You know, it sounds silly, but I don't have kids. I have dogs. I want to see my dogs grow up. I want to see. Excuse me. I want to see all like the world. I want to see all around the U.S. and all around the world and things like that. So I have a lot of plans that would be ruined if I were to be murdered at my age that I am now, which I'm about to be 25. So that's pretty damn young. Um, so thank you for the question. Um, we Batoon asked, were there any other channels that inspired you to make this channel? Absolutely. Of course. Um, you have, just off the top of my head, Mr. Creepypasta, Creeps McPasta, Creepypasta Jr., Rob Dyke, Kaylee Elise, I mean, Criminally Listed, Top 5s, Mysterious Top 5s, Chills, Top 15s, um, Rainbot, Nexpo have been influences. That chapter has been a big influence, even though we're pretty much on the same page, you know? It's just... I've made it a point to surround myself with people who make similar content to me, but I don't watch their content because I don't want it to influence me all that much. Yeah, I don't want to end up stealing some of their content by accident in a way, as far as editing style and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, just those channels right off the top of my head, you know, all that good stuff. They're all great channels, by the way. I definitely suggest... Uh, checking everyone I said out. <laughs> um, MS Plate Plate MS Plate Arodi, Plate I don't know how to pronounce that either. Either. Uh, what made you become fascinated with this subject? Uh, true crime in general. And have you ever wa wanted to be in law enforcement? Keep up the good work. Thank you. Um. 
I would say what got me interested or fascinated, as you put it, um, is just watching true crime television growing up with my mom. Stuff like Forensic Files and Snapped and, you know, Killer Couples and even like Criminal Minds, Law and Order SVU, Law and Order Criminal Intent. I mean, just like all those thousands and thousands of different versions of Law and Order, uh, CSI, CSI Miami, CSI New York, if that's even a thing. Like, uh, I even watched Bones uh, recently, and that was a really interesting show because it had that crime aspect to it. The anthropology angle was really interesting. But I would say just watching true crime growing up, it kind of piqued my interest for some reason, you know? And it took me a while, I feel like, to kind of find my place on YouTube. I messed around with a lot of stuff, and this true crime and unsolved mysteries and cold cases thing kind of just speaks to me in a way that nothing else really has before. And I guess I have my mom to thank for that. So thanks, mom, even though I know you're not listening. Have I ever wanted to be in law enforcement? No. (laughs) And that's not a dig at anyone who is in law enforcement. I respect everyone who is willing to put their lives on the line to make my day easier and to make my life safer. I am just not that kind of person. I don't have... I don't have the strength, the bravery, or the selflessness, if I'm being honest, to do that kind of work. Um, I just, I'm not that kind of person. (laughs) It takes a very specific type of person to want to put themselves before other people in in a way that can get themselves hurt or even killed. I'm not that kind of person. I'm sorry. It's just, I'm being honest with you. I respect all the boys, women... Or all the men, the women, everybody in between, everyone who wears blue, I support you 100%. But that is not in any way a profession in which I would pursue. <laughs> uh, so thank you for the question. Hey, Kev ask, what type of kid were you in high school? I was the kid who had a lot of friends in school, but was a complete and total loner outside of school. so yeah that's pretty much you know (laughs) that pretty much explains me um I was really social in school but outside of school like everyone I hung out with in school I would have never wanted to hang out with outside of school if that makes any sense is anybody else like that I feel like I'm the only one who's like that um so thanks for the question. Hey, Kev. Callie-Ann asks, why are you so cool and erudite? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that word. Hold on. How are you so cool? And hold on. I got to figure out how to say this word. Erudite. Okay. How are you so cool and erudite in everything you do? Oh, okay. So it means smart, basically. Um... Well, thank you for feeding my ego. Um, Much respect to you. I wouldn't say I sound smart (laughs) with everything I talk about. I just try to sound professional, you know. Speaking of sound, I'm sorry if I sound different out of nowhere because apparently Q&As take two days to record. I don't know, but 
yeah, I, I mean, I've been told I have an old soul. I've been told that I sound much older than I actually am. And I speak much clearer and with more, um, I don't really know the word for it, but I speak more like a, a boomer for lack of a better word than I do a millennial, which I am or a zoomer. So yeah, I think that would that would be it. But thank you so much for the question. Uh, CC Costly asks, have you ever been in a... What did she say exactly? Have you ever experienced a dangerous, perhaps almost fatal situation? And I guess yes. The only time that's ever really happened was... Oh gosh, was it three years ago now? Me and my two brother-in-laws got in a car wreck um, right on Christmas Eve. We were going to the store to get um, sweet potatoes and marshmallows for sweet potato casserole, as you do. And um, a cat ran out in front of the car, and I didn't feel like running over a cat that day. So the idiotic thing to do is to swerve out of the way, which is what I did. I lost control of the car, and we went swerving through someone's front yard, and the side of the car hit a tree. Luckily for me and my two brother-in-laws, everybody was okay. Um, no one got seriously hurt. I had some really bad, like, seatbelt burn, I guess is what it's called, like, across my chest, obviously. Everyone was wearing seatbelts, thank God, and all that good stuff. But I think that's the only, like, almost fatal situation I've ever been in. <laughs> So, thank you for your question. Oh, sorry, that wasn't Cece. That was Mimi Sean. Thank you, Mimi Sean, for your question. Cece constantly asks, what state do you live in and what's the worst case in your state that had happened, in your opinion? Um, I live in North Carolina, and I haven't really covered any cases from North Carolina yet. Um, I mean, eventually I'll get down to, you know, North Carolina cold cases or whatever, but... I mean, as of now, I can't really think of anything. I think there was a woman in, I want to say Raleigh, maybe, who met up with a woman on Craigslist, and the woman ended up um, nearly stabbing her to death and trying to cut her baby out of her stomach. So that happened in Raleigh, I believe. (laughs) That's happened in other places as well, but... That's one of the first one that comes to mind. It's, it's pretty fucking terrible, you know, the kind of people that live on this planet with us. But I don't know. That's just that's just how it is, I guess. So thanks, CC, for the question. Um, username, <laughs> great name, uh, says, do you believe in ghosts and paranormal stuff? I do, but as of late, I've become less and less inclined to believe it, if that makes any sense. There's just something about the whole idea that I love to I love to entertain the idea. But as I get older and I start thinking more rationally about things, especially with like these cold cases and things like that, you have to give it you have to think rational, you know. Um so I think I've given myself a more rational state of mind on certain things, including uh the paranormal and stuff like that. So a lot of the time I try to explain things away with rational thought before I get into 
the thought of paranormal stuff like that, you know, and so I do still believe it, but it's not my first conclusion when something weird happens, if that makes any sense. So thanks username for your question. Um, Lavots, I think I'm saying that right. Ask how tall are you? Um, honestly, 5'11", 6 foot on a good day. <laughs> I don't know, it varies. Um, John Mars, Mar, Mariscal, John Mariscal, not bad, cool name, cool name. Have you ever dabbled in witchcraft or anything of that sort? What are your views on the subject? I've never dabbled in it. I knew a friend in middle school and high school whose um, stepdad and uncle, when they were growing up, they apparently messed around with it a lot. You know, that whole light as a feather, stiff as a board kind of deal. Um, Seances, which I don't think is technically witchcraft, but um, stuff like that. And I mean, you know, I'm not going to tell you not. I'm not going to tell you what to do in your free time and all that stuff. I think it's fine. Just be careful. You know, you never really know what's out there and you never know what you could end up getting yourself into. You know what I mean? So just, just be careful if you're going to dabble in that sort of thing. Good question though. Um, Candace Valance Valance says, what costume have you done for Halloween? That is your favorite. And she also asked chocolate or vanilla. Um, well, first of all, chocolate, definitely. However, I do have a soft spot for vanilla. Uh, favorite costume for Halloween that I've done? I haven't done that many as of late because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 25. There's no real point in me dressing up. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I dressed up as I dressed up as Frankenstein when I think I was five. And that was pretty cool. I had, like, this stupid these stupid little bolts that like suction cupped to my neck and I lost one within like the second house of trick-or-treating so I can't really think of any Halloween costumes because all my Halloween memories are just me getting scared and then staying with my mom the rest of the night so (laughs) yeah I guess Frankenstein I I wanted to dress up as Post Malone for this Halloween and do a video dressed up as Post but I don't have a camera so it would be kind of pointless um, so thanks, Candice, for the question. Almost done here. Jesse Wiley asks, I ask this one a lot, but who would win in a fight, Batman or Nancy Drew? I mean, my rational mind says Batman, but my heart says Nancy Drew. <laughs> um, Aaron A. had a bunch of questions. Favorite horror movie or book? Um... Favorite horror book would be anything Goosebumps. Favorite horror movie? Can't really put my finger on it. There's too many to count. Tea or coffee? Absolutely coffee. Muscle or brains? I'm more brains than brawn, just so you know. Favorite color? Uh, I don't fucking, I don't really have one, to be honest. Um, it, it, the favorite color is something that I had a lot when I was a kid. It was always like blue or red or purple or green or I don't know, but I don't really have a favorite color now. And who's most closest to your mom or dad? I'd say they're pretty evenly matched, you know? I'm closer with my mom on certain things, and I'm closer with my dad on certain things. I'm lucky enough to have them both in my life, you know? The whole time I was growing up, they were with me, and 
I live right beside them now, so there's that. <laughs> um, so thanks, Aaron, for the questions. Anne Marie says, "Do you have any plans for this Halloween party, or stay in, dress up, or stay casual?" Um, I'll be staying in and staying casual. My plans for Halloween are pretty much that. Uh, I might do like a horror movie, a public domain horror movie live stream on my channel for Halloween. Just hang out with you guys and talk about a stupid movie for a while. But other than that, I don't really have any plans. <laughs> um, and then finally, anti-socialites. Great name. Um, has a pretty cool question. I liked the idea of it. Uh, do you think the current real-world political turmoil has overshadowed interest in the paranormal, Consider the UFO craze of the 90s? There's all sort of UFO-related case related files being released today, but nobody seems to be interested due to immediate concerns. <sighs> yeah, I do. I really do. And I'm not going to get super political on this, but I don't think anyone would disagree when I say that this presidency has been one hell of a ride, you know, um, with everything that's gone down, it's kind of hard not to only focus on that. You know, you, you want to focus on other things, lighter things and lighter news stories, but really that's all we can focus on because it's the biggest news stories. Most of the time. I mean, it's the man who was running our, 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 um, country. You know, so we kind of have to focus on that. But yeah, I didn't even know that there had been any files related to UFOs being released because nobody's talking about it, like you said. So I think that probably plays a part in it. I also think people are just kind of, for some reason, less inclined to listen to people who have seen UFOs or claim to have been abducted or anything like that nowadays because it seems... It seems so crazy, you know, people, people are so quick to write off everyone because of, uh, things like the flat earth society. People are quick to write that off. People are quick to write off UFO sightings and, you know, everything in between. But I really think for the most part, we should hear everyone out. If someone has a story to tell, I feel like we need to take the time to listen. And if we don't, we're just being ignorant. But, I don't know. And yes, that goes for flat earthers. I know I might get something for that. But, I mean, they're people too. Some people actually believe it. And I think we should figure out why. And start a conversation rather than an argument. You know. But, yeah, I do think the political discourse that has been happening lately. Especially as of late with this whole impeachment situation. Um, it's definitely taken up most of the news cycle and I think rightfully so you know it's a big story I don't think a presidency has been this much of a shit show for a while but like I said it, it, it's an important news story and I feel like everyone needs to hear about it because at the end of the day it's the guy who's running our country so well for the most part he has less power than most people think but yeah I think it is overshadowing it in a way. And also just society in general has become less and less accepting of that kind of mindset that aliens exist. And, you know, there is extraterrestrial life out there. Like that whole raid area 51 thing. Like, come on, nobody actually took that seriously. 
yeah, people showed up and it turned into like a, a Woodstock kind of thing. Like there was music and shirts and all this other stuff, but nobody really took it seriously. I don't know. For all we know, one person did make it in, but they've been silenced. You know what I mean? So like five years from now, somebody's going to come out with like a YouTube video. It's like, I made it into Area 51. Story time, not clickbait, gone wrong, 18 plus. Let's see them aliens clap those cheeks. Anyway, <clears throat> I thought that was a good one to end off on. And it was also the last question on here. So thank you everyone for sitting down taking a listen. I hope this kept you entertained for a good little while. It's been a little over 30 minutes, so that's pretty good. And, um, yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for all the questions. It was a really good Q and a, and, um, as always stay safe out there.